Hey guys, I hope you guys are doing great. I am Hiran Mehta. I am uh, the host and founder of God of Onions podcast, where I interview people from various genres, that is from feminism, businesses, music, art, and much more. So uh, I'm really excited to introduce you guys uh, to Nuzha, who I'm going to be interviewing. Um, she is basically the owner of the restaurant called as Kukliko. And it is one of the most, most amazing restaurants I have been to, which has the best interiors. And it is an all day breakfast restaurant, guys. So, um, why have you defined breakfast today? Breakfast is so subjective that we uh, can also have breakfast at 7 pm in the evening. So, um, let us uh, have Nozar here to know more. <laughs> I know Zah, it's amazing interviewing you today. Finally, for God of Onions, you have an amazing space uh, which is based at Kolaba, and uh, it's such a beautiful concept to have breakfast, all-day breakfast. Uh, thank you so much. Um, it's such an honor to be um, included in your your podcast as well. Um, this is something I've been meaning to do for a very long time, and I'm really excited to be here. Thank you. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Nuzar. It means amazing coming from you. So I'll start with my first question. Yes, my, absolutely. My first question is, uh, Nuzar, you started cooking at the age of nine. And that was the biggest turning point of your life when you know that this is your passion for life. Please tell us how it started. How was the motivation behind your first dish? And we would like to have a tour about you as a person. Right. Um, well, I did start cooking very, very early in my life. Um, I can't say I can put an age to it, but um, it started very early in my life. Um, my mom's going to hate that I'm <laughs> saying this, like where it's getting recorded, but um, she's not someone that like, she's a very good cook. She's a great cook, but it's not something she does passionately. Um, she obviously, like, cooks because she needs to feed her family and keep us nourished um, and healthy. So when I was really young, I would feel really uninspired by the meals she was making for us in her attempt to keep us like healthy happy children obviously um just like the roti sabzi vibe just wasn't um my cup of tea uh, my dad is a really good cook um he started cooking very young as well um again just like a means to an end kind of thing so he kind of um taught me how to just like repurpose the food that was available at home so I think the first thing he taught me to do was use roti he taught me to make um tomato sauce like pizza sauce from scratch um and okay. somehow we ended up with a quesadilla and this was like back when we didn't know international cuisines what? and I didn't know I was making a quesadilla but like in retrospect this is what I was doing so um when I was that young a lot of my cooking came from just like repurposing the food that was available at home um and then I think like maybe when I was slightly older maybe like 13 or 14 um we got our first microwave um and back then like microwaves uh, would come with a lot of um equipment like microwavable um dishes and stuff and it would come with a recipe book on how to make cakes and cookies in the microwave so i would start 
that's where I started like actually getting interested in recipes and creating things like that. Um, and yeah, I would bake like chocolate cake, like sponge cakes, and they turn out terribly, just <laughs> really, really awful. Um, and I mean, I, I, I just like went through life cooking and not realizing that this is something that I have a passion for and enjoy cooking. And then cut to maybe 2008, 2009, when um, MasterChef Australia got really big um, in, in the like reality TV scene. Um, yeah. This is when for the first time I realized that you could use this and create a career for yourself like this is a valid career's choice and at the time I was still studying psychology um I was doing my majors in psychology um interesting yeah um so I kind of just like completed um, my degree before I pivoted into the food scene entirely and then I would do uh move on to doing like um a more formal course in food production and bakery and kind of um, acquire skills required to work in a more professional environment and that's where it all started from I guess. Wow I think and um, on the other hand uh, has psychology studying psychology helped you in uh, your life? I would like to think so because I mean it does give you a deeper understanding of um, people and what they want and what they need and I think that's really important in hospitality to be able to predict what people desire before they even know it. True, true, true. That's really very interesting and um, has there been, I'm quite intrigued because of which I'm asking before going to my second question. No, absolutely. That, uh, you know, in psychology, there is something called as, um, you know, the market, the customer psychology or the mass market psychology. So how right. does that work in the restaurant industry? Um, I don't know if, um, I mean, I, I didn't delve so deeply into that aspect of psychology, but um, I think it's, like just studying the human mind to that very little extent has helped me like just get a slightly better understanding of um, people and um, like you can tell from body language you know like you can tell see people's shoulders tense up before they want to turn around and ask you for a spoon wow. for example um, I think just having that kind of empathy and understanding is what I can say I acquired from just studying that very little bit um, in college. That's really very interesting. That's amazing. So I'm going to move forward to my next question. Right, uh, yeah. My next question is, your own breakfast house, Kukli Ko, mm -hmm. is dedicated to serving breakfasts of the world throughout the day. And the space is such that there's more to it than just relishing the meals and going back home one can work from Kukliku. what inspired you to give birth to this baby tell us about your journey in building Kukliku to the place that it is and the challenges you faced so the way i like to build brands is um in recognizing what i'm lacking for myself um for example my first brand from marjorie um was a deep dive into um creation of grilled cheeses um and the reason why i did that was um I more and more came to understand that 
a grilled cheese on most menus is very much an afterthought. People aren't really putting in that much effort to create a grilled cheese that was actually special. And every once in a while, like very rarely, but uh, more often than not, when I crave a grilled cheese, I just have to make it myself. And you don't always want to cook for yourself, right? Sometimes you just want someone to True. make it for you. Um, in the same kind of way, um, I'm not a morning person at all. Um, I've grown up without the habit of eating breakfast at breakfast time, but I love breakfast foods. I adore breakfast foods. I love my eggs. Um, and every once in a while, like I would just want like an eggs benny at 8 p.m. like while my friends are getting like a pasta dish for dinner um, I just want to get eggs or like pancakes or a waffle and I would realize that people shut their breakfast operations by noon or whatever and um, that was something again that was really lacking for me um, and I kind of figured that um, if I feel like this is lacking. Of course, there has to be more people that find this kind of void in that. And um, with regards to creating um, the art space, um, again, it's something that I was really lacking. I do really enjoy um, consuming art in its various different forms, but um, I found that the whole like art scene as such was very, um, like non-inclusive um, and and I wouldn't really understand where to start to understand it and like how do I acquire it how do I acquire a taste for it unless someone would take me to a gallery show or something like that and that wasn't happening often enough so again what I wanted to create was a space where you're already comfortable because you've got this comfort food aspect going on, but you have all of this art that's surrounding you. So eventually you start taking in the space that's around you. Like once you're satiated from the food that you've also consumed, you start consuming the um, your surroundings. Um, and then you start to realize that there's art around you and wow. you're comfortable in like taking all of that in as well. Wow. That's amazing. I think uh, when I had come to Kokleko myself, I had seen a lot of art pieces there. Um, are those art pieces for sale, which you yes. uh, have in your space? Yes, as of right now, we've tied up um, with Floating Canvas Company. They have a, oh, lovely! Yeah, they have a little like art menu that they've created for us, so you can you can um, scan a barcode and buy any art piece that's in here or on their website. Wow, I think I think that's amazing. And uh, while you were speaking about breakfast, there are many a times uh, which even I have experienced because yeah. I am not a morning person too. I mean, I really can't, um, you know, get up early in the morning while I work late nights sometimes. Yeah. And yeah. there have been many a times where I have found the breakfast menu in a restaurant very intriguing. And I yeah. always wanted to have that. And I think um, Kukleko has met that. And I think that's amazing. That's a very good concept to come up with. And I don't think, uh, at least for me, I don't know in Bombay, there are any other restaurants which has this concept. And um, it's even more inspiring. And um, you know, you understand this better while it comes from you. So that's really, really <laughs> very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
Amazing. So I'm going to go to my third question. Um, nice. the, the hospitality industry is evolving every day and we have seen customers staying loyal to their preferences of food, whereas the other half is into experimenting something new. What do you think is more sustainable in the long run from a business point of view? And if given a chance, how would you make a change in advancing the hospitality industry? Well, I... Um can't claim to be a business expert. I um, like to believe that I do get very lucky and my intuition for these things are um, fairly decent, I think. But, um, well, I've grown up in South Bombay, so um, like born and raised almost, and we are surrounded by all of these restaurants and just properties in general that have come to become historical institutions, like from the Parsi cafes to Leopold, like I live down the road from Leopold, Lovely. something like Woodside in, and all of the properties at Kala Goda, um, they've been around for years and they're beloved by our um like the community that lives around them and yeah i know i'm like the new dog in the scene but my um intention with kakalaku was to create a space that felt iconic that is timeless and would stand the test of time like food or anything that's very gimmicky or targeted to a trend i think trends um ebb and flow but classics are forever so um our, our take is mainly on just classic dishes that make people feel good putting our little spin on it just to keep it like more contemporary but just the idea is like the seed of the idea is within um playing on with the classics wow that's amazing and uh, looking at your space i think as we spoke about having a lot of art pieces and having something comfortable itself is an experience by itself and creating yeah. that experience is really amazing so a customer like me or anyone else i'm sure that you know we would like to keep coming there and and i'm sure that it's already doing so good since you have started it's definitely something that we are experiencing, um, especially because we opened up right after the first lockdown. Um, people weren't venturing out very far. There was still fear yes. um, in, in venturing out very much, but um, because I suppose like, because we were closer to like a certain, certain neighborhoods, people would come in and we've, um, in a very small sort of way, created a kind of community um, well, in like we do see more regulars than people coming all the way to like experiment with us. So we've got that like group of people that know what we do and understand us and find us like the next more comfortable spot to hang out at. That's amazing. That's lovely. But is there any challenges which you had faced during COVID during the first wave which had started? Um, where I got really lucky is that um, we were geared to open, like the space was ready um, by April um, and we went into lockdown before um, any more um, investments were made into it. For example, I did not have a team set in place, so I did not have to go through the heartbreak of letting people go from jobs um, 
and and like we hadn't put like a lot of the more operational stuff into place what was fortunate for me is this space is family owned so um all of the extra pressures that people faced with rents etc were more man- manageable in my case so um I-, i was lucky enough to not have suffered as much as a lot of my peers in the industry oh lovely i think that's really good and was that last year april when it had started 2020 april 2020 2020 okay yeah okay Um, yeah we did face one lockdown after that which was very difficult and, yeah. oh that was very difficult it was yeah. very very difficult for all of us yeah the news was really hard and by then we had a team and everything in place and we were um going through this lovely trajectory where people were really like coming in by the hordes and then all of a sudden everything was shut down and we had to um very quickly understand how to um shift into a more delivery model wherein we're more focused on people enjoying the space which is what we're talking about um time and again um so we had to uh, kind of figure out how to get people um to order in with us and also make sure that we're still delivering um some sort of the experience that we'd like to provide when they come in here amazing that's amazing uh so now i'm going to go ahead to my fourth question yes so um you know in daily life when we closely pay attention to the people we meet and encounter we often take back something from them we would like to hear one such experience you've had at your breakfast house where you've had such an impactful and inspiring experience with a customer um more often than not like we as a group like to um chat and giggle about you know maybe that one um customer in the day that was really difficult or asked us for something outrageous you know we we laugh about it they make really great like party stories um but like i mentioned earlier um we do have like a very um close knit community that we're forming all these regulars that come in and now at this point there's like like a semblance of friendship when when they come in there's that warmth that we exchange um and those stories i keep more private but of course i'll talk to you about it today um there have been encounters and so many of them and i feel so fortunate to have experienced um these people and their energies for example one of um my closest friends right now um we started engaging with each other uh, after a very a particularly difficult day at the restaurant um operations were getting out of control um and she did she and her group left upset and then they left um really really like mean reviews on like zomato and google and like you know various um instagram posts that um were out there about us like there was a lot of slander going on and this was maybe my first experience with like cyberbullying of sorts um but oh, yeah. at some point within all of that chaos we engaged with each other on direct message and we had a very incredible like heart to heart as to like what went down that day and we got a deeper understanding of each other how i affected her and her group and how they affected me within operations um and um ever since we've just been great friends um, oh wow so yeah that turned around <laughs> it's um 
it's it's a really lovely like origin story to our friendship um then every once in a while um there's this um italian expat that lives around as well he comes in with his son very often um and um again we've got into chatting and he's really lovely his son is beautiful um and i mentioned another brand that makes like italian pastas from scratch to him um and he was like you know no i've never tried that out but um one day when i make pasta i'll make it for you and 3 days later he shows up he wasn't even dining in with us he just like dropped off a bo- box of pasta that he just oh, made sweet. for me and left and again that's something that um really really warmed my heart um every once in a while we'll have like one guest that becomes part of the furniture around here i would like to say we had this um wow. one guy come in um and he would just sit here and think because i mean it's a really calm and quiet environment so he would come and think and then eventually we got to hearing his story and he was a stand up comedian kind of just like writing his set around oh, wow. here we've had uh, we've had um kids coming in here trying to study for their exams because i suppose like everyone's locked in at home so they just again wanted like a change of scenery um just various various people um there were a group of girls that came in and um they were like over a course of a conversation um i got to understanding that they were very devout christians and every and now at this point like every week they call me to ask me if there's anything they could pray for me for and initially i was really taken about uh, taken aback because you don't expect kindness to come out of nowhere pay, for you yeah yeah See? and you'd always you'd always expect that there's some kind of agenda but these girls they text me just with no agenda and heart just we'd like to pray for you and these are the kind of things that really like make all of it worthwhile wow so um you know listening to you and understanding the various experiences you have been through so uh, would you consider kokliko not only a breakfast house but a community a space where you know there is art and there is people and there are experiences along with definitely food. definitely um i would like to say that like of course all of these experiences like i enjoy them very very selfishly because um um like i said i created a space that i i thought i would enjoy the food that i would enjoy the art that i would enjoy and then it has somehow very miraculously attracted the kind of energy and people that i also enjoy being around and i'm fortunate enough to um every once in a while engage and experience it myself and like i hope like as we uh, continue to grow people that come in here get to like you know engage with each other it becomes a space of like engagement where people exchange these kind of energies with each other amongst themselves Lovely. as well it's not just a place where people come and grab a quick meal and leave they they have experiences with us as well wow wow amazing and i think while you spoke about the frequencies of uh, you attracting i'm sure you have amazing 
frequencies or amazing energy yourself that you are attracting such amazing vibes. <laughs> uh, let's hope so. Yeah. Or, or it's the girls that are praying for me. I think I think it's everything. I, I mean, uh, I'm sure that the girls pray for you for a reason because of the amazing person you are. So it's always I'm, always. I'm just like two ways. Humbled, humbled <laughs> always that like. People are so kind to us every once in a while. Amazing, amazing. So uh, now I'm going to uh, go to my last question. Yes, um, absolutely. Kukliko is here to stay. Slay and build a community. And so is Nuzha Abraham. What would you, be your piece of advice to aspiring youth who are forging ahead to advance and make a difference in the hospitality industry? Well, as I mentioned before, um, we, we were more or less a pandemic baby. So I don't think anyone could have prepared us for the kind of challenges that we were about to face because no one knew themselves what was happening around us. But having said that, building a space like this is incredibly incredibly difficult, um, especially with me, um, a lot of myself emotionally is connected with the space. Um, and it's very hard for me to detach um, myself and my emotions from the business that we're creating. And um, like every time someone leaves us unhappy, it like I take it very okay. personally. Um, so yeah, if you're anything like me, it's uh, it's it's an emotional roller coaster, and mm. you have to um, you have to prepare yourself for like the kind of heartbreak, but then also know that there's so many joyous experiences that you get out of building something like this. Um, so perseverance is something is is a quality that you definitely need to sustain uh, a community or a business like this. True, true. I totally agree with that. And uh, while speaking about business, it is totally understandable that it is our baby. We have created that baby from yeah, our blood, yeah. our sweat, <laughs> our hard work, everything. So, you know, it does take a toll on us, which is totally understandable. And I'm quite intrigued understanding that when I had come to Kokleko, and while I had spoken to your staff, they were very, very, um, you know, hospitable. They were very sweet. They, uh, you know, uh, whenever I needed to ask something about the menu or anything, they used to come right there and, you know, tell us that, you know, this is something which you can try or, you know, they were quite friendly. How have you trained your staff? That's really very amazing. <laughs> Um, like I said, again, it's like the attraction of like-minded people. Um, and again, we work with a very, very small team. Like my entire team is 10 people in total, but um, we're a small group of people that entirely understand the ethos of what we're building. Um, and um, they know exactly they know exactly the kind of energy I would like to be putting out there and, you know, the kind of warmth and hospitality that we want our guests to experience when they come in here. Um, and I've just been lucky to find a group of, like, we're, we're all kids, I think, like, everyone is around my age, like, under 30. So we're just like a bunch of kids that 
that just want to make sure people come in here and have a good time. That's amazing. That's amazing, Nurza. Uh, so um, I'm going to conclude now. Um, yeah. As we are done with all our questions, that uh, you know, um, Kokliko is not only a amazing breakfast place with amazing food, but also community where people love to come and as you said from your experiences where people love to experience the vibe of your place and of course so do I so um, really looking forward to such amazing breakfast is there anything else which you're planning to open or start or um, well in the last few weeks what we've been um, working on more and more is collaborating with more local businesses for example um, this week since um, we're very close to the sea um, we've collaborated with a sale club and because it's women's um, oh, uh, women's month as well um, we've got like a bunch of like really cool girls coming in after a sale to have breakfast with us um, oh, so wow. we're just like branching out to more outwardly experiences that kind of end with us as well so oh wow i think that's amazing <laughs> that's really very interesting <laughs> yeah so um thank you so much noza i'm sure i am inspired by by you and i'm sure that all my listeners are going to be inspired by you so thank you so much for taking your time and being a part of my podcast at god of onions it's uh, been amazing interviewing you and i think uh, it has been very comfortable as an interviewer to interview you so <laughs> thank, thank you, you so much yeah. <laughs> it's been really nice to chat with you as well